good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age podcast. This is C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I'm speaking to you from Southern California. Hello, I am Stephen G. Fullwood, and I am the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project, and I'm coming to you from Harlem, and it is hot. I am Seth Rodney. I'm a senior editor at the Hyperallergic blog and the author of the book, The Personalization of the Museum Visit, and I am speaking to you from the South Bronx. This is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. Mm -hmm. And we are picking up on our conversation from last week on romance with a lowercase r. And I closed that episode, you know, kind of just wandered a bit around the idea of what romance was, and then closed in on a question that I, I sort of tasked my two uh, co-hosts with, and, and I'm willing <laughs> to answer as well, uh, which is that uh, if they're difficult to be in relationships with. Um, so... Uh, Gentlemen, take it away. <laughs> Rocks, um, this is paper. Uh, you, you want to go first, Stephen? No pressure. Sure, I'm fine. I just, I have a pretty, I think I have some thoughts about it um, that might be useful. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. do I think I'm diffic- a difficult romantic partner to be with? I think I'm pretty sweet. I think I'm kind. Um, I think I do a lot of work to to take care of myself and other people in general. I I, I think that the the bloated sort of terrible idea of what romance has been, you know, portrayed at, as in films primarily and on television, not most recently, but how I grew up in the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. that some people had to sort of tick off boxes about what romance looked like. Walking along mm-hmm. the beach, flowers. I'm anti all of that because it's all funny to me. I feel like it's just a script, mm-hmm. right? But what I do think... Um, is romantic are things like talking about quantum mechanics and third dimensions and, you know, and being with someone who... I assume you mean like fourth or fifth dimensions, right? Like third dimensions are, you know, just... Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. that's us right now, right? Yeah, no, thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. I was thinking thinking it, Travis, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, Which, to be clear, makes me difficult to be with. Because <laughs> I'm just here, nowhere else. But, I'm, but what I like, and I hesitate to say what I want, but what I enjoy are people who have a vulnerability. And I have a vulnerability that I think I can offer mm. someone. And I don't know if that's, I don't know how much that goes on for on the market in terms of romance. I hear people say they want sensitive men, but I don't think so. I think people mm. might want something. Oh, you know what? I'm doing the thing, very thing that I don't like for people to do. Mm, answer not the answering question. the question. You right. Mean? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't right. think I'm difficult to be with. I'm a busy yeah. person, mm. but I make time for things that I want. Mm-hmm. I'll stop there. Okay. All right. I okay. think I used to be. I think that there was a point in my life where, and I think for a long time, I didn't realize this until I, I got into therapy and I I committed to it and I work through some of the issues that of course I don't think anybody ever works through all of them and mm-hmm. reminds, and remind mm-hmm. and I'm thinking now of uh, an interview in the cut I read recently with the painter Amy Sherald who talks about some kind of um, problem she was having I think maybe insecurity and she said you just you don't get over it you don't cure it you just learn to live with it you just mm-hmm. you just gain strategies by which to manage 
the thing. Mm-hmm. I think right. I did through therapy. And the part of the problem for me was that I grew up in a household where my parents really disliked each other. So mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. have a template for romantic love. Not really. Um, they mm-hmm. really deeply resented each other. And at some point, actually, and I think this might be a, the traumatic thing for me, at some, at some point they got into a physical fight in front of me and my sister. And it was, mm-hmm. it was severely disturbing. How old were you? God, I must have been like nine mm. or ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, it was really, it's hard. It's, it's yeah. terrifying, yeah, 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 yeah. actually. Yeah. Anyway, I had a really hard time ping-ponging between the anger I felt at the world for not, for putting me in the circumstances that I found myself in as a, as a child and a, and a teenager and then later mm-hmm. on, and being um, angry at myself for seemingly not being able to sort of transcend the circumstances mm. I was given. Uh, so I think that made me difficult. But what I think now I would, what I think now has happened is that I've become not a person who's difficult to be with at all. I, I think like Stephen, and, and I know you, Travis, because I've known you for years, that there's something fundamental about us, and I think this is kind of one of the things that unites us is that we are we fundamentally believe in leaving things better than we find them, and I think that mm-hmm. is that 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 core sort of kindness, that core sort of is there a way for me to enter a situation and nurture something and make something mm-hmm. blossom rather than kill it, right? Rather than make it mm-hmm. conform to my will. I think that mm-hmm. that's at my core. I do think that. What I am now as a romantic partner likely is mm-hmm. is someone that's a bit demanding because mm. I think I'm demanding for myself and I'm mm. dem- I demand that I show up and be present. And I think that implicitly with my partner, I demand that. I, mm-hmm. I, I maybe demand is too strong a word, but there's an urgent request for it coming from me mm-hmm. implicitly. Like be present with me and be present in a way that's like intellectual and emotional and physical. Right, mm-hmm. and 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 I remember this moment being in Chicago, and I this is kind of when I realized that that the way that demand shows up may be too much for certain people, mm-hmm. because I think okay. when I really like someone, the wattage is high. Oh, right. So, and I, okay, I experienced okay. I experienced this in Chicago um, a couple months back when I was visiting the School of the Art Institute to give a lecture, and I ran into. A couple people, a couple artists in the hotel lobby. I was just coming back to my hotel at like, I think it was after dinner. Yeah. And I ran into Samuel Levy Jones and Genevieve Gaynard. And I was like, oh my God. Like, cause I actually had heard about Genevieve. People had told me about her work and, and they were like, oh, you should get to know her. And I, I know Sam from, uh, for a while now, for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. I really like Sam. Um, long story shorter, we went out for drinks together and we were just sitting and chatting. And there's a moment when Sam was smiling at me and he's just really happy to be in that conversation with both of us. Um, I know mm-hmm. that Sam and Genevieve are really good friends and Sam and I have had longer, have had long conversations, but there was something about the kind of love I felt in that moment from him mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I almost felt like I didn't have a place to put. Like in that moment, mm-hmm. I was just so ah. tired and I was just so run down from the week and the mm-hmm. traveling and the lecturing and the la 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 and the studio visits, which I did a lot of. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel, I felt like the wattage of his smile was too much. 
And Ooh. so it made me it made me kind of pull back a little bit. And I could feel myself doing that. And I thought to myself, oh, this is what has happened with certain women I've been with, um, with the kind of wattage of mm-hmm. my ardor for them mm-hmm. was more than they had experienced before or more than they had capacity to deal with in that moment. Mm-hmm. So I think in a way, that is one of the um, challenges of being mm-hmm. with me romantically. And that mm-hmm. if, I, if I like you, I really, really like you. And I very rarely, you know, we've talked about this. I don't mm-hmm. like that many people that way. I just mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's, 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 it comes across as... I remember um, just around the south, I remember when I was with Jennifer who is the woman that I was deeply, deeply in love with, I moved to um, L.A. with back in 1999. There were moments when we'd just be out together and we'd be having, sharing a meal or a glass of wine, and I would just look at her. We, we, we talked a lot, but sometimes I'd mm-hmm. just look at her and then I'd reach out and I'd just slightly touch her face and I just kind of like follow the grooves of her face. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time she was, we were, I was doing that and she was like a little bit embarrassed. She's kind of looking around at the other couples who were kind of like doing their whatever couple thing they were doing. And I was <laughs> mm-hmm. just touching her face. And it was really in that moment, it was, it was a moment of just savoring her, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like, just like savoring her physical presence. And I love that. And thankfully, like she was open to that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's the long answer. Other, other than the lovely anecdote at the end, which I, I, it reminds me of what you had said about reaching up to your father's face mm-hmm. when when you were uh, a mm-hmm. boy mm-hmm. and having that slapped away. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So clearly, this is just a, a gesture in, in in an expression in a way of you. Um, being kinesthetic with the world, right? Mm-hmm. This is one of the ways you express yourself. So bracketing that, I, I think what both of you just described is someone difficult to be with. So, <laughs> That's hilarious. So, <laughs> That's what you took so, from that, okay. Uh, yeah, so, so, so <laughs> I, and, and I think, but, you know, so you use the word demanding, mm-hmm. and I yes. think that yes. anyone, and I'm in your camp, right? right. So I'm not painting you both yeah, with yeah. a different color brush than I would paint myself. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think to even someone that can say and articulate what they demand from a relationship or Stephen to talk about the way that you cultivate yourself, your health, your experiences. And, and, and I mean that in not in a precious way, but just in a thoughtful, considered way. Mm-hmm. I think that that is necessarily difficult for mm. another person because what you are both talking about is driving, right? You're talking about how you are going to drive and orient your lives. Mm. And as soon as you add another person into that formulation, that that is a recipe for sharp elbows mm. uh, because the ways that 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 you will see to do things or want to do things or the things that you demand may not, and in fact, probably often will not comport with the other person in that exact moment or right. time, right? right. Because, right. because we're emotional 
apes. Right. Right. I mean, our our, no. our emotions are are volatile, and mm-hmm. and 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 I again, I also I know I am difficult, but I don't. I I, I think that's not a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that, that I think that there, you know, this is. I very much believe in egalitarianism when it comes to political systems and economic systems and all the rest of it. But I think it is manifestly obvious that different people attend to their lives with different degrees of thoughtfulness. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I am okay being someone that is more difficult and more Mm. thoughtful because because that, you know, this is my time here on the planet Uh and – I'm going to bring a certain kind of intensity and intention and rigor. I mean, these are all hard words, right? This is this is never on anyone's match.com profile, right? Like, like these are these are all things that you would pull off the list. Like, and in fact, on you know, the personality traits, these are not gonna be things in the positive column. And so I think you know, I, I think that there should be some honest acknowledgement mm. that myself and both of you motherfuckers are difficult human beings. <laughs> but if that's the definition, I'm cool with it. Just like you. Yeah. I'm fine yeah. because I think yeah. you're pre- I'm present. And I get mm-hmm. that you guys are present with people. And there's mm-hmm. presence is really meaning, for me, presence means vulnerability. It means you can't be right. You have an opinion, mm-hmm. but it may not mm-hmm. be right. You know, mm-hmm. It means all those things that, like, I'm okay with the sharp, sharp elbows, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Sharp elbows be damned. Mm-hmm. It feels like that's really the good work then, right? Mm-hmm. If we're talking mm-hmm. about being with someone. Like, mm-hmm. I don't take that for I don't take my friends for granted, my family for granted. I don't take people that I don't even mm-hmm. know for granted. You know, mm-hmm. like, everyone's needs matters, you know? So mm-hmm. my my take on that is that's, that sounds fantastic. I mean, if I can arrive and show up for myself, you're getting a better Steven. You don't want the Steven mm-hmm. from 2004. He was a mess. Mm. <laughs> and this guy's mm-hmm. a mess too, but he knows he's a mess. <laughs> There's a difference. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Yeah. So yeah, I'm cool with for that. sure that is different. And, yeah. and that makes me think of that having showing up and being present with that kind of vulnerability and recognizing other people's needs reminds me actually of an editorial meeting we had at Hyperallergic the other day. We have a new mm-hmm. reviews ed- review reviews editor named mm-hmm. Dasan. And Dasan is super thoughtful. And by thoughtful, I mean present in that way we are talking about. Mm -hmm. Hyper aware of the people's needs. And there was a moment in the meeting where one writer said something. uh, He was talking about the situation with a particular piece that had come out. I think he had written it about salaries in the art scene. Um, mm. mostly larger mu- institutions like museums. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the breakdown by, at a particular institution by gender. And he said something like, and I know that he misspoke. I know that he didn't, I don't know this for sure, but I'm, I'm relatively sure mm-hmm. that the way that he delivered this wasn't the way, it wasn't a sort of optimal version of it in, that was in his head. He said mm-hmm. something like, the salaries for curators were dragged down by the women salaries, something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it made it sound as if the women were responsible for a decrease right. in their own salaries, that kind of thing. Or would dragging down the the whatever quotient. 
But mm. what he means is the pay gap is affecting the overall compensation yes. for our director. Precisely, yeah, right, right, precisely, right. precisely. Mm-hmm. And well, the song, mm-hmm. and and I think I don't. Well, nobody else in the room said anything, and it was you know there was a beat. There was like a, a like a couple seconds while he was either thinking about saying the next thing or something along those lines. And the son jumped in and said, "Well, I don't think you mean that the women." drag down their their own salaries Mm -hmm. and it was a corrective that yeah it's slightly awkward right like you kind of have to go you everybody in the room kind of has to go kind of has to adjust themselves to that Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. because she's essentially saying no what you said was wrong and it was wrong because it was also it's just a pejorative right Mm -hmm. right a way of uh, a way of sort of reinscribing that sexism which we in the room don't agree with Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Awkward, right. supposedly, but, yes. right, right, right. <laughs> but doing that is exactly what presence looks like. In fact, I'll go so far as to say, you know, you are present when you are willing to say and do the awkward thing. That is the greater truth, right? That lies beneath the sort of veneer of uh, convivial conversation. Absolutely, mm-hmm. well said. Mm-hmm. And I love that moment because underneath all of that was the clear recognition from the son that the thing mattered, right? Mm-hmm. That the ways that we talk about these things matter. And yes, I think that is difficult. And yes, if that's the difficulty we're talking about in being who I am, yeah, sign me up. I'm, right. I'm there. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's that. I want the partner who is will be in that conversation and will adjust and sit and recognize that, oh, yeah, that's the right thing to say. Like, we need to recognize this and we need to, like, move on from this point of clarity. I think... Th- oh, no, go ahead, Stephen. What were you going to say? I was just thinking about what you said, Stephen. The part of it was, like, I would need a partner to be able to hash it out, right? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily mm-hmm. come to the point that it was wrong or right, but just that we would hash it out and say, well, mm-hmm. language, you know, what, mm-hmm. does, what does this mean to you? Here's mm-hmm. how I heard it, you know? And mm-hmm. I do that fairly well with my friends, you know, mm-hmm. fairly well. Depends on the, the person because sometimes you weigh your words differently because you know this person feel this way and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And you may not want to get into it. But other mm-hmm. times you're like, no, you are saying these things. Is this mm-hmm. what you mean? This is what mm-hmm. you really mean. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's made friendships stronger. It's made my work relationships stronger with other people I've collaborated with. But without that, without that, um, the quality of being able to, like you said, be awkward or just jump in with some kind of um, some different way of seeing it and being willing to risk it. Because what people do, you know, in cancel culture, people are really super angry now. So if you disagree with them, then unfortunately mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of cancel culture people around me because I just don't. But I want mm-hmm. I want to have better conversations. I want to be called on the carpet. Mm-hmm. I also want my 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 thoughts to be not just taken wholesale because you like me. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Yeah. The the thing that I think, you know should be added to that though is that it does require from from an intimate like so you know we're talking about kind of broader social situations uh where um i feel like the stakes are fairly high to maybe make corrections like that because you don't know how that statement's going to be picked up by other people in the room true um true and so but in an intimate relationship that level of attention to everyday interactions can be exhausting yeah. for the partner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I know this, I know this, so I know this for Molly, like, and I, 
I'll see myself doing it. So like we'll watch, be watching a TV show or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that. Like v- Veep. We've just started trying to watch Veep. I know it ended, but I hadn't been watching. Mm-hmm. We hadn't seen any of the seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have a very difficult time watching TV shows and shutting off my critical mm-hmm. commentary right. about about again production quality like you know like plausibility of the plot like yeah. all of this sort of stuff mm-hmm. by and, the, and by the way that, and by the way Travis even before you started telling the story I would have guessed that about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. I, I, I know. Well, you and I, we've had this conversation around things, and sometimes I, uh, I'll i miss a beat, right? Mm-hmm. You were, uh, not that I won't give too many details because I don't know how public you want it to be, but there was, uh, you had an issue at work, um, and there was oh, you yeah. know, some discussion around finances and oh, whatnot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I very, I took, you were kind of aligned with one group of people's thinking mm-hmm. on the matter. Mm-hmm. And I, I very much took a minority position because mm. from my own experience of running a business, mm. the complaints just didn't quite add up to me. Mm-hmm. And you were, and you, under other circumstances, that would be fine for us to have that conversation, but you were just in a moment of needing to talk. Mm-hmm. Like you just wanted to be able to like, bah, like mm-hmm. exhale mm-hmm. And I arrested that, like I, mm. and and it was irritating to you, mm. as it would have been irritating to me if I was in the same spot. Because of course I get that way sometimes. I get ca- I get caught up in things, mm. and I'm just reaching out to you or a friend or Molly because I just want to like, mm-hmm. you know, just Vent. feel something yes. and then process later. Right, right. And it's irritating if you don't give the person the space right. to just be able to feel something. Because of course I should trust you. To, and I do trust you mm-hmm. to like, you know, you, you need a beat. You need a beat. You need a second. Then you're going to like come back at that and right. chew over it. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course, the same thing is true of Molly. I wouldn't be married to her if it wasn't true of her. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm impatient mm-hmm. with with other people's timing on processing things. Mm-hmm. And so it can be irritating to watch a show with me if I'm not keeping that in check. Because it's not that Molly isn't capable of evaluating all of those things. Right. Of course mm-hmm. she is. She's just not right then. She's right. tired. She right. wants to just shut off and right. like, you right. know. Right. And disappear into the narrative, and watch. I guess. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes me hard, difficult to, <laughs> to be with because you want spaces to just kind of spread out on a beanbag, mm-hmm. right? You don't always want to have to be in a straight back chair. So, um, so that leads me to a question, and maybe we can take this up the next time, is that when we talk about romance – in our lives, in our daily lives. Is it episodic or is it kind mm. of like a kind of baseline that you always, nice. like, like almost like I want to think of it as kind of like uh, a, a running thread through the scheme of your life or is it something that just shows up now and then? And, and, mm. and, 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 and now we're romantic and then it goes away. I mean, I, I think this is something that you will know, probably take a, a, a podcast to get through. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, great suggestion. Um, I love that. Um, uh, just sort of the nature of, uh, of of romance. And I expect that we probably experience it differently. But mm-hmm. um, so uh, a, definitely a fruitful conversation. Stephen, do you have anything you want to close with or – no, it's just that I'm so difficult. I, I'm so over myself. Anyway, uh, that's it. <laughs> um, so okay. Uh, as always, thanks very much for the conversation. Indeed, we'll talk Take to you care. soon.